Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Picked the wrong year to miss a draft, eh? There was some, uh, <laughs> was that every draft from 2009 to 2019? We'll be back at her, uh, well, uh, you know, it was a long season and the Oilers had a heck of a run. So uh, got to call a lot of games this year, and we're going to head off to Montreal to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Our Oilers Now headliner today is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. If you'd watched the Seattle Thunderbirds play, there was no surprise it was a team built by Bill LaForge Jr., because Bill LaForge Sr. built some of the toughest teams in major junior history. And one guy who stood out was Reed Schaefer, a power forward, uh, who could uh, shoot the puck and played with an edge. And last night, the Oilers made him their first-round pick. We welcome to the show, new to the Oilers organization, Reed Schaefer. Reed, it's Bob. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. How great of a night was that for your family last night? Oh, it was awesome. You know, coming to pick 32 there, I was pretty nervous. So, uh, you know, to hear my name called by the Oilers there is a pretty surreal moment and, you know, a dream come true. So, yeah, definitely very exciting. Now, I probably mentioned you, I don't know, 2,200 times over the last uh, month on this show, but did you have any inclination that the Oilers were uh, thinking of taking you? Uh, no, not really, actually. I think uh, the the talk started uh, heating up about a week ago, and I think Bob Green there took me out for Starbucks, and I think that's when uh, things started to get real, and, and they were showing a lot of interest, so... Uh, I knew they like to hold their cards pretty close to their chest, so um, you know I'm happy to be a part of the organization now. Now you're a local kid. Uh, you grew up in Spruce Grove, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. When you think of where you were a couple of years ago as a player, is it crazy yeah. to think you ended up being a first round draft choice? Absolutely. You know, I I wouldn't have expected myself to be in this situation come three years ago. So, uh, yeah, I'm extremely grateful. How did it happen? What changed? What altered your game? How did you take such a progressive step over the last couple of seasons, Reed? Yeah, I think I've just been a very determined uh, individual uh, my whole life. I like to work, and, and I like to prove people wrong. So um, that, coming off that COVID year wasn't the best season I would like to have. Uh, so I really used that off season to get better and, and hone my skills and just get faster and stronger. So, yeah, I just went into this past season with a lot more confidence, and I think it, it definitely helps. So... Uh, yeah, I just I'd say it's a testament to how hard I work. How would you define yourself as a player? What are your strengths? Yeah, I definitely believe I'm a big two-way power forward that's got that offensive upside. I think uh, I'm a pretty unique player that uh, can play up and down your lineup or or play power play, play PK stuff like that. So uh, I think I'm very versatile, and and I think my strengths are my shot and my skating ability. Uh, you guys exacted a uh, physical toll on the Edmonton Oil Kings during the course of that series. The one thing I noticed, though, is you were not afraid to, well, let's just say kind of impose your physical will and, and get try to get in the – you were around some of their best players, you know, including a guy like Gooley, who was the best defenseman in the entire league. Um, yeah. Does that – you know what? Like, Reed, there's not a lot of guys that do that anymore that are willing to get something started and try to get guys engaged and – off their game is that part of your repertoire and i know your dad played and yeah. uh, he's a little bit more limited of a player than you were <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh does that maybe come in the schaefer household or what's the deal absolutely yeah i think uh i've kind of like to play on an edge throughout my whole hockey career there so 
Uh, I'm a guy that likes to play physical and, and get in guys' faces. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, a thing I like to do. Uh, tell me this. Who was your favorite uh, player growing up as a kid? Uh, yeah, I, I watched a lot of Oilers games growing up. So, you know, I was, I was a fan of the Sean Horkoffs, the, the Taylor Hall, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, definitely those guys. We're joined right now by Reed Schaefer, uh, who's out of Seattle Thunderbirds. He had a 32-goal, 88-point uh, 88 penalty minute season uh, this year in 66 games after uh, playing 25 games of major junior hockey the two previous years. It's 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 really a, a remarkable story. Uh, how closely were you you watching a couple of your other teammates? Uh, I know that Kevin Kurczynski ended up going seventh overall. I remember I'm going to date myself here, but I watched his dad play for the Saskatchewan Huskies back in the mid 1980s. Uh, and then Jordan Gustafson, who's from our Drossen as well. I mean, we're keeping tabs on those guys as well. Absolutely, yeah. I've been keeping tabs on my other teammates. I think uh, my other teammate there, Jared Davidson. Keep uh, definitely. You're yeah, talking about Jared Davidson? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very exciting to see them uh, go through that process and get picked. So, yeah, I'm definitely very excited for them. Uh, you guys are going to have a fair amount of your team back this year, are you not? Yeah, we're losing, uh, I think, six key guys. But other than that, I think we're going to be a really good young team next year, and I think we'll have another crack at the WHL championship. So I'm excited. Matt Odette is the head coach. Matt Marquardt was acquired by the Oilers organization for their Springfield farm team back in the late uh, 2000s. He he was a a fairly prolific fighter, as I recall. Uh, Is there, I mean, how competitive, when you've got a team, like Seattle's had the heaviest team in the league for a while. And that sort of, that's just part of who they are, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, We like to play with uh, some grit, and uh, we're a very uh, hardworking, relentless team, so... Uh, we make it hard on the other teams, that's for sure. Yesterday, after you were announced as the Oilers' first-round pick, uh, and we are occasionally fortunate enough to have this individual uh, join us uh, maybe about once every six weeks in Oilers now, but you got a call from a guy named Wayne? Is that I correct? did, yeah. What was yeah, that I like? Oh, it was awesome. I think I was just standing there getting pictures done, and uh, I got a call from California. I'm like, who's this? And then I picked it up, and it was Wayne Gretzky, so... Uh, definitely a very cool experience, and he just wanted to congratulate me. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a thing I won't forget, that's for sure. All right. I mentioned uh, the family. Who if, uh, Was there anybody that was specifically emotional when your name got uh, shouted out as a, a first-round draft choice for the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah, I'd definitely say my mom, mom and my dad. Um, you know, they've sacrificed so much for me um, throughout my hockey career, so they, they're definitely uh, very excited to see me get drafted. But uh, also my brothers, I know uh, – my one brother wasn't able to make it there as he's participating in the top 80 there in Red Deer. So um, I was cheering him along uh, from a distance. But, yeah, I think uh, my whole family is just a big support system. So, yeah, they're all proud for sure. Take us through what happens between now and development camp. Have the orders given you sort of the plan as to what's going to happen here? Yeah. Uh, today I was just touring Montreal and kind of getting to know the city. But, uh uh, and tomorrow I'm going to fly back home to Edmonton and, and check in at the JW Marriott there. And I think dev camp starts Sunday. So, um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to getting started. Well, it's, uh, it's an awesome story. It's been wonderful to watch your progression during the course of this season. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Josh Anderson. Tyler Wright, one of his first moves as head scout for Edmonton, or for Columbus when he worked for former Oilers assistant GM Scott Housen when Scott was the GM there. He stepped up and took Josh Anderson in the fourth round. I see yeah. some similarities. You can skate. You play with it. Like To me, you're a bit like Wills, Tom Wilson or uh, Josh Anderson. That's the hope. Those are two pretty good players, aren't they? 
Absolutely, yeah. Those guys have established themselves in the NHL, so yeah, it would be an honor to be uh, recognized as one of them. We appreciate you joining us here on Oilers Now, and congratulations again on being the Oilers' first-round draft selection yesterday. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. That is Reed Schaefer of uh, the Edmonton Oilers organization. 32 goals, 88 penalty minutes, and some guys, I don't want to hear about penalty minutes. I got news for you. You want a guy who's a physically competitive player. One thing the Calgary Flames have done well. And and I'm here to tell you that if the Calgary Flames hadn't traded their pick for Toffoli, I'm wondering whether or not Schaefer hadn't been wouldn't have been their pick because they really valued competitiveness and they've got a lot of prospects coming that have got a bit of an edge and bite to their game. This guy has an edge and bite to his game, and it's been an, an incredible story. I mean, 25 games in the Western Hockey League in 1920 and 2021, he had three assists. And this year he blossomed, and he is a late birthday, but he blossomed and scored 32 goals and 58 points in 66 games, 88 penalty minutes, six goals, 21 points in the power play, or in uh, 25 games in the playoffs. He saw regular action on the Seattle power play. Six foot three, 213 pound forward. Different, you know what? The order's three straight first round picks. Dylan Holloway, who I've got slotted in to make the team. Uh, Dylan Holloway is definitely in the mix for Edmonton next year. Then Xavier Borgo. I, I know there's a lot of fans really excited about Borgo, who who basically had a 50-goal season when you factored in uh, the regular season, the playoffs, and then the Memorial Cup. And now you have Schaefer. And they're each a little bit different. Uh, and so over the last five years, the Oilers' first-round picks are Bouchard, Broberg, Holloway, Borgo, and now Schaefer. Uh, and they got the five picks. Interesting, interesting stuff. All right, uh, we are going to uh, take a break here momentarily. It's 1243 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. We're uh, having uh, some minor issues uh, with Rogers' phones out there today. We'll continue to, to monitor that. Hopefully that gets straightened around. When we come back, we're going to get to some of your texts. I, I, I want to know what you th- and, and, and for the record, it doesn't sound like Ken Holland's going to officially uh, verify that Duncan Keith has retired, but Pierre LeBron's reporting tends to be impeccable. Uh, he is the person that reported the story about uh, with Luke Prokop being the first openly gay uh, NHL uh, drafted player. Uh, and that occurred last summer. Uh, Luke is with the Sports Corporation. Duncan Keith is with the Sports Corporation. And so, too, is uh, Brett Kulak. And the Kulak scenario with the Oilers is one to monitor as well. In other words, if if what I'm saying to you is if Pierre LeBron and Frank Cervelli are reporting that Duncan Keith is retired, he's going to retire. It's it's as good as done. And it gives Edmonton uh, some cap space, and I don't think the Oilers are necessarily done. I think you could see a possible scenario. Uh, we've still got, you know, yes, the is a restricted free agent. We'll see what happens with Jesse. I think the Oilers are going to do a bridge deal on Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, McLeod's a pretty easy guy to qualify for a year. Uh, we'll see what happens with Jesse, but I still think there could be another move. With, uh, the Oilers maybe uh, moving out a little bit more money here between now and the draft. Obviously, Edmonton's got to get a goaltender, and can they get Kane re-signed? That's going to be another big question mark as well. Text us your thoughts on what's occurred over the last 
say, 24 hours here on Oilers Now, 780-496-0063. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you, and it is 1245 in Edmonton. What a player dry settle is, eh? Eight-year deal, eight and a half million. Pete Shirelli, and there's been a lot of deserved criticism of Pete's body of work at Edmonton, but I would suggest to you that one thing that worked out was decided. Leon Dreisaitl. All right, uh, 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Uh, we will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Roos Chris is open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 till 10 p.m. Just before we go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line, uh, we're going to bring Brendan Escott in. Brendan, you saw the... Uh, Edmonton Oilers' first-round pick, Reed Schaefer, play in, in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. What did you think of him at that time? Well, first of all, like he's he's pretty imposing, obviously, when you see him listed 6'2", 215. He's every bit of that, and he owns it, too. Like, even at a, as a, I think he was 16 in the league. Like he was an early entrant into the AJHL, and and he didn't look out of place there. And, and so you watch him, and he's just doing all those things that make him one of those players that you love to have on your team and you hate to play against. And, and watching that Seattle series, the WHL final, to yeah. me, far and away he was the most noticeable player on the thunderbirds i agree he was in everything like he was like he was getting in Gooley's grill he was getting in pro cops grill he was you know you could see and and the the, uh, oil kings had simon kubasek who pre a 20 year old uh who'd previously played for seattle who led the league in penalty minutes and is a, a chirper on the ice and it was just interesting to, to watch the whole thing and then watch his deployment on the power play as well. He can shoot the puck as well. I'm excited. You can text us at 780-496-0063. So what happens then? With Zach Cassian being traded to Arizona, the Oilers are going to need a little bit of size. Shane in Saskatoon says, Bob, Nicholas Delorier, get her done. Here's what I'm hearing on Delorier. Could end up going... Four years, two million bucks. Now, here's where I tell you, Delorier has matured as a player and has become a very good penalty killer on top of being an exceptional technical fighter. Like, he's he fights. He's had a lot of fights over the last three or four years. Got traded to Minnesota. Um, love him. I think there'd be as many as 12 to 15 NHL organizations in. This text comes in saying, Bob, what is the cap, total cap savings now with Cassian traded, Keith retiring, uh, Koskinen gone, Mike Smith on LTIR? Uh, all right. Well, uh, Cassian was a $3.2 million cap hit for the next two seasons. Keith was at $5.58 million for one more year. That's $8.78. Koskinen was a $4.5 million cap hit. That's gone altogether. Mike Smith on LTIR is $2.2 million. Again, my numbers right now have the orders at $37 million at forward, $19 million on defense, uh, under a million bucks in goal. I'm putting Skinner on the team. I'm putting Broberg on the team. I'm putting Holloway on the team. $4.1 million in retained dollars for Neil, Sakara, and Lucic, with Sakara and Lucic coming off the books next season. $850,000 overage bonus for Bouchard, which you might as well pencil in for next year, too. He's going to get it again. Uh, and then Clefbaum and Smith combining for $6.4 million. 
So basically, the Oilers are around $68 million, of which $6.4 million of that is LTIR for Clefbaum and Smith, which really means they're at about $62 million. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Uh, Seventh round pick is in if you want me to interject here. Go for it. Uh, yeah, go to the University of Mo- uh, Vermont, the Catamounts, coming off of just a six-point season, but uh, apparently a defensively regarded player uh, from the forward position. It's Joel Mata. He's six foot two, a 201-pound left-shot centerman out of Helsinki. Uh, okay. Well, and you're obviously aware of the fact that the Oilers would retain an NCAA player's rights for a couple more years uh, in round seven. They took a Russian in round six and a Swedish goaltender in round five, and those are because you don't have to make decisions on those guys in the next couple of years. Always remember that. I, I uh, Anaheim took Ben King out of the uh, Red Deer Rebels in the fourth round. I thought that was a good pick. and I, I think he's got a chance to play fairly quickly. He had a 52-goal season this year in the WHL. Garrett has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 1251 in Edmonton. Bob, looking for size in the blue line. Any interest in Manson or Zadorov as well as Kulak? Uh, well, I've, look, we know the Oilers are interested in Kulak. Is it a two-year deal? Is it a four-year deal? Is it a five-year deal? If it's a two-year deal, you know, is Kulak looking for 3.25 per year? It's a, If it's a four- or five-year deal, does it get down to the twos to 2.25 at that stage? Um, I think Madsen's going to re-sign in Anaheim. Uh, Zadorov is represented by Dan Milstein, who also has a Vander Kane. Um, I'll give you another name. What about Gabranson? Branson's a right shot. I mean, probably looking for a two- or three-year deal. He's played last year with Calgary. Ron and Lloyd Minster says, Bob, here in Talbot, and he made $1.95 million in Calgary last year. Uh, Ron and Lloyd Minster says, Bob, here in Talbot is available. Better off uh, to get Matt Murray or Cam Talbot. Uh, I Well, Ottawa would have to make it really enticing. Uh, you got to think you could fix Matt Murray. That that would be a that would be a pretty gutsy swing for me to get Matt Murray. And I do think Matt Murray could get traded today. I think Connor Brown could get traded today, and I think Zaitsev could get traded today. Something could give out of Bruce Garriott doesn't put a tweet out like that at you know nine in the morning our time without some activity being potentially happening. Harry has texted us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, we really need to consider trading Darnell Nurse and whatever we need to get Hellebuck in Winnipeg. I'd trade next year's first, a prospect, and more for a legit Vesna goalie. Nurse is making more than Makar. Think about that for now. Uh, try to justify that. Thanks from Harry. Well, Harry, you under- you're smart enough to understand the system. Uh, Kale Makar went from 0 to 60 out of his ELC and got paid but you don't get paid at the same threshold as you do when you're giving away a bunch of free agency years. That's part of the reason why Nurse got what he got. Now, I'm not the Oilers bridge Nurse twice, and it was payback time, and payback was a you-know-what. So he's at $9.25 million. And here's the reality of the situation with Darnell Nurse. With Evan Bouchard in Edmonton long-term, Darnell Nurse is always going to be relegated to the second unit power play. It's going to be hard for him to put up the points to justify $9.25 million in the eyes of many fans. He's going to have to be an exceptional uh, uh, two-way uh, performer for the Oilers. Uh, Bob, would you package the last year of Clefbaum and Smith in separate packages to get it off the books? I think you just have to live with it. I, I mean, Oscar Clefbaum had a pre-existing shoulder injury. 
before the order signed him to a seven-year extension. And when you have that, sometimes it's difficult to get uh, contracts insured. And the way it works right now is if you can insure a contract, usually takes place of 75 to 80% of money. Uh, so if it's full pull for Clefbaum, that is a prohibitive contract to move at this stage. <laughs> Ryan from Stoney says, Bob, if you move Tyson Berry... Uh, would you look at a guy like John Klingberg asking prices high, be tough to meet, but uh, with him on our top pairing with Nurse is a good top two? No, I would not. Like If they end up trading Barry, I would look for a bigger, heavier, tougher, hard-nosed defenseman. I think CC's capable of playing with uh, Nurse. I think they need to find a guy with some experience to play with Bouchard. And, uh, and then I could see Broberg playing with a, a harder veteran right shot D. Not sure who that is. Bob, did we overpay to get rid of Cassian? I would suggest that's the cost of doing business. Now, you can say they blew it. They should not have uh, given Cassian what they gave him four years ago. Uh, Fair enough. But the reality is they wanted to move the cap space out. So I'm going to give you a couple different scenarios. The Toronto Maple Leafs gave away a first-round draft choice to the Carolina Hurricanes to take the last year, one year, of a deal that involved Patrick Marlowe, which was a $6.25 million cap hit, $4 million in real dollars. Okay? So the Oilers gave away a second and a third and dropped three spots, got the guy they wanted anyways, for Arizona to take 3.2 and 3.2 in back-to-back years. That's the cost of doing business. It's just the way it is. 780-496-0063. There you have it. This texter comes in saying... I don't mind the cost of moving Cassian. I just don't like that he's in the West. I'd rather have him uh, out in the Eastern Conference. Your thoughts? I would be surprised if if it's a big issue between Edmonton and Arizona over the next couple of years. Just don't see it. 780-496-0063-1256 in Edmonton. Alex uh, texts us to say, Bob, I had 20 points as a freshman right shot center in the NCAA. I should have been a seventh-round draft choice. <laughs> you might have been today. Who knows? Uh, this texter says, I love Gabranson. Well, and, and I, I think that, you know, if you trade Cassie, and obviously the owners are going to take a run at Kane. I think Edmonton's going to get a tough fourth-line left wing. I don't know if they'll be able to afford or term what Deloria is going to want, but I'm going to tell you right now, the bare minimum he gets is 1.75 million times three years. My guess is he ends up getting four years at $2 million. And I think the owner's got to find a way to to have um, a little bit of that in our lineup. I'll give you another name, only again because he's represented by Milstein, Curtis Gabriel. I mean, if you're looking for, but now you're talking a guy that's really, like Deloria is a good player. Uh, Gabriel's a limited fourth-line guy. Keep her coming, 780-496-0063. Bob, does Natchez for Jesse make any sense? Maybe Jesse and Barry for Natchez and Shea. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd see uh, Carolina do that deal. I think they probably like Natchez more than Paul Yarby, and I think they like Brady Shea more than they would like Tyson Barry. That's just my own thought. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Hey, Bob, do you have time for the hot dog hound Phil Kessel if the price is right? Well, that's going to be one thing that's interesting with Evander Kane. Is the price going to ultimately be right? We shall see. 
for the Edmonton Oilers. It is 12.58 Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Mark Spector will join us. Sports Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.